welcome to the Deja Review podcast where a group of film lovers get together and discuss a cult or a classic film that one or more of them has just watched for the very first time. I'm Mike Cairns. Over there is Kane Porkchop Daniel. Hi, I'm Kyle Greasy Pig. And, <laughs> and uh, he's back. Uh, Seb Seabass Godfrey. I told you folks. All I'd the be listeners, back. all the listeners uh, uh, just sighing a sigh of relief uh, that he is back. Um, yeah. From what were you doing? Uh, well, God, first two episodes I had a bout of the plague, mm-hmm. uh, and then the second two episodes I pooped a son out of my bum. Oh. Uh, well, yeah, M did my <laughs> lovely. Uh, Do you want to redo that M. one? Or? Yeah. Nah, I'm good. I'll leave that one in. I reckon. No, we had a, a little beautiful little boy named Leon, the ah, professional. Congratulations, Seb. Yeah. And he's four, almost five weeks old. Yeah. So and, and another little chiller. Another little chiller. Yeah. Fantastic. That actually, the first film we watched together was Leon the Professional. It's pretty fitting. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. We saw a bunch <laughs> of blur. Corny motherfucker. <laughs> Horny or corny? Corny. Oh, thank <laughs> fuck. Said, yeah. Uh, yeah. Very well. good. Well. No. Nah. <laughs> Keep it in your pants, Kane. Uh, now, we uh, the OG3, we're mm. back, and we are discussing 1984's The Terminator starring Michael Bean. <laughs> Michael Greenbeam. <laughs> and uh, I have seen this numerous times. Seb has when seen this numerous times. When he goes into the bank, times. do they say Mr. Bean? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and Kane. He's a human to- being. What <laughs> you been doing? Oh, we've still got it, guys. Um, uh, and Kane, you've never seen this. Um, I'd never seen it. I uh, wish I still hadn't. Fuck. <laughs> fuck. Really? Oh, man. Let's just hold... hold. It's a big pile of doo-doo, my dudes. Oh, my God. (laughs) Hey, tell me I'm wrong. Convince me. I'll tell you you're wrong. Yeah. Begin. Yeah, no. I mean, I I hadn't seen this film as as much as its... um, Sequel. Sequel. Terminator 2. Arguably, some would say the better film. I actually think this one is the better film. Technological singularity has occurred in the Mm. future. Skynet... Yeah. The robots rule the world. Yeah. Uh, and the leader of the resistance is one John Connor. Yeah. And uh, got to send uh, old mate back in time to um, to uh, rescue, to, to make sure Arnold Sarah, Schwarzen- Connor. Sarah Connor doesn't is get killed? killed by yeah. um, the T-800. Yeah. 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 And Bill Paxton's there. He is. He is. In this. <laughs> he is. Can't help but think James Cameron's just sort of. He's just getting his little team together for Aliens, which came along after this, because there's so many crossovers, so many of the actors, and yeah, I mean, there's a lot of yeah. DNA from this movie yeah, in definitely every, all the all the yeah preceding ones. But um, no, I kind of uh, sort of saw this uh, um, having in recent years watched a lot of classic horror movies. Um, kind of like a he's just that sort of uh, the Terminator as the kind of unkillable Michael Myers, you know, just yeah. keeps bloody getting up and, you know, keeps going. And it's just that sort of, uh, he's not very fast moving, but he can yeah. get there. Uh, you know, obviously there's a lot of car chases and yeah. things like that, but um, he's not sort of the, uh, the the especially like from Terminator 2, the super sleek, uh, you know, the quick running, um, what do you call him, uh, T-1000, T-1000. And sort of stuff. But, Forget how much of this um, film is a, is a car chase too. There's a lot of car chase stuff in this. But I mean, it's a, a, a lot of stuff. Filler. filler, you reckon? Yeah. There's some good filler. stuff. Look, I, Kane, I think you're coming at this because you don't like James Cameron. And I think. Hate him. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so there's a somewhat of a bias because I feel like this is just a like relative. Well, it's not super tight. It should should be tighter. But yeah, it's I just one think one it's, hour forty seven. Yeah, mm. too long. It needs to be less than that. I mean, but I think. It's just, uh, I, I would. I was actually surprised because I thought you would have grudgingly uh, sort of saw, seen this for what it is, which is you know like a um, for what was it like six million dollar budget? They mm. you know they six put together, million. you know like a sort of a pretty can, t- you know. I got I got no problem with how it looks. Can you? Mm. I know you hate James Cameron. Can you disassociate yourself with the man and the man's work? Because the man himself is a piece of shit. That's, there's no ifs. Why is he a piece of shit? Oh, he's not. He's not a very nice person. Oh, he's not a nice oh, person. He's an no, no, no. Yeah. He's, Spilled he's, a tea. Oh, he's had like five wives, and he's he's sort of screwed a lot of people over along the way, and he's just massively up his own ass. Right. Well, I mean, he basically so so part of the, this thing is the um you know all the the lore of this is that he had just come off um uh, f- doing some director work on Piranha Two, um and yeah. he was which is a Roger direct, Corman movie, no? so he was working for Roger Corman, mm. um and the producer of this was also working for Roger Corman, um and he said he um came off that was not you know had a terrible time but um and then had this dream about this mech you know sort of character and it all came out of that but then um uh there is a an author named Harlan Ellison mm. who had written for a show called Outer Limits which is I think is like a 1960s TV show no, Harlan, like Harlan a, Ellison yeah. is, a, is a big science fu- fiction well, writer yeah, yeah. science fiction writer I think books. one episode of Outer Limits like the first sort of five minutes of that very much is similar to the, mm. you know, um, some of the story in this. And there's the um, the tale of one of Harlan Ellison's friends being on set and just saying, oh, would you come up with this story? And he said, oh, I just ripped off a couple of Harlan Ellison stories. So, right. Really? Um, I doubt he would have so, even said that because he was so like. Well, but but so, but then there was some legal stuff where yeah. Harlan Ellison got paid a bunch and in all the, um the prints, you know, the, the first so release, the ones of the that film. we would have yeah. um, seen. It says, you know, it's not even like, um, what does it say? Like it pays pays uh, says, homage to or says uh, with respect to Harlan Ellison' yeah. work. We we and he hated that. that. James, yeah, Cameron James Cameron hated that. Yeah, um, mm. but um, but he that I mean that that points to my central critique of the whole thing, which is like science fiction. Or at least good. I, I I would not call this science fiction because it doesn't have any sort of idea at its heart. It's not really speculating on anything. The same way that Star Wars isn't science fiction. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's this is it's just a teenage boy's fantasy. You know what I mean? Like I I like you know, like compare and contrast with something like uh, They Live. Right, mm-hmm. subject of of the forgotten episode. Mm. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Forgot, yeah. Wow. <laughs> she dig that up. <laughs> it's still on a hard drive somewhere. Um, the like similar uh, production values for sure. You know what I mean? Mm. Similar kind of like tone. Uh, uh, it makes Los Angeles feel a similar way. You know what I mean? Uh, but it's got uh, it's got social critique at the heart of it. It's it's mm. it's got a, it's got a little it's got a little kick. It's got a little conceptual jazz. You know what I mean? Whereas the Terminator, it's just it's you know there's a Terminator. Well, that, that's the one thing <laughs> I will say about James Cameron. He his naming conventions for 
anything related to his films. His films, like the, the names themselves and the things involved in his films, like fucking Avatar with its unobtainium and its... Unobtainium? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Mm. yeah. I've never seen Avatar. Oh, man. There's a, a mineral that they're trying to get and it's called... It's hard to get, so it's called unobtainium. Seriously. But, but he did, seriously. He did, he did not coin that. Though. But that's what, like, a bit like... Oh, really? He, no, he didn't coin it. Uh, he did. <laughs> Since the late 1950s, aerospace engineers have used the term unobtainium when referring to unusual or costly materials, or when theoretically considering a material perfect for their needs in all respects, except that it does not exist. Right. So okay. that that is actually the one funny thing about Avatar, is that everybody pokes fun at that unobtainium thing, and it's kind of one of the less stupid things James Cameron has ever done. <laughs> anyway. I've ne- yeah, I've, ne- I've never seen and have no desire to watch Avatar. <laughs> Avatar. You, um, you mean you're not going to strap in for the five sequels he's making? Oh, yeah. Are they five now? Yeah, I think he's filmed three. Wow, really? He's already <laughs> shot three? They're, but they're like No, teen- sorry, he's making four sequels, and I think he's shot like- They're all kind of like aimed at like a teeny kind of- I, uh, listen- <laughs> Teeny romp audience. We, we, now, we're, right? we're, gonna- <laughs> we're getting off track. Yeah. We're getting off track. Yeah. Let's go back to Terminator. What about Hunter Killers, which are the flying, it's like the ATATs of the sky, essentially? Dune, baby. Are they called Hunter Killers as They're well? They're called Hunter Seekers. Oh, Hunter mm-hmm. Seekers. Yeah, well, yeah, Hunter yeah. Killers are also submarines. Yes. And Sky Marines. <laughs> what are they called? <laughs> Well, but yeah, um, but that's what I'm talking about. No, no, but the Terminator, I don't the think... film, the name, the Terminator, and and paper. and like, a, and the film doesn't even need to have a particularly sophisticated like piece of social critique or like uh, speculative, like science fiction, aka speculative fiction. It doesn't even need to have a particularly sophisticated oh, the, speculative bent. You what do you mean? say about like his his thought of uh, uh, artificial intelligence and it's, going too far with that stuff? It's juvenile. But, but because, that's still no, like he, he doesn't. It, it is not made any sort of point of whatsoever. You know what I mean? Like it, it like everything in this movie, it just is. You know what I mean? You're not made to. Your mind is not pushed in any direction about there being, um, like a technological singularity. There is a little bit in Terminator Two. Well, I, I guess have to being say, a, but... a 29 year old given 6.4 million dollars by Orion Pictures, being that his first film that he's in charge of, mm. he's written and and directing. They're not going to say go off and make this this like think piece. They're giving him six point well, four million dollars because on, it was just supposed to be a B on to do a, a, an action yeah, movie, right? But, I mean, but but again, John Carpenter, nobody's nobody yeah. thinks he's making think pieces, but like there's but there's there's like some there's a conceptual core to all of his films, yeah. you know. The thing is kind of like this panic and like yeah, undergirded yeah. by this Cold War thing, and you know what I mean? Yeah, like def- like there's there's actual substance at its heart, and and this is I guess my critique of James Cameron in general, and we'll get over this and we'll just talk about the thing, but. You know, he's just, he's a, again, to use like a, a $5 word or whatever, but, you know, he makes films that are simulacrums of of um, actually interesting things that other people have done. John, Car- I keep on bringing up John Carpenter, but, but but I think he's the closest kind of corollary, you know what I mean? Anyway. Hmm. Well, what are you, um, so, okay, that's, um, I, I, uh, I was sort of just enjoying the film for its... Uh, um, it's it's look and it's mm. um, like the effects. Uh, I guess not every okay. film has to have that that social commentary though. You can just watch a film for it to be like this. I I I mean maybe I'm overstating it to say social commentary specifically. I mean it's 
uh, Were you not entertained? (laughs) Yeah. The the only way James Cameron is trying to to make you feel is like, whoa. You know what I mean? But that's, yeah, that is him in a Mm. nutshell. Yeah. Yeah. And and that doesn't happen to be my cup of tea. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I mean, I'm I'm obviously being a little hyperbolic here. Yeah. I like like various flavors of tea. Mm. Not just the one. (laughs) Royubus. Yeah. Uh, Darjeeling. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, only the limited type. Lapsang Souchong. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I, yeah. Well, as I said, so back to the to, to the the look and feel. Like I really, yeah. I just, I, I, I kind of, I really enjoy seeing movies with limited budgets. Kind of, yeah. Try and you mm. know do with what they they the can. The practical and, effects in this were amazing, the special effects. But like the this the things that they had. Uh, with limited budgets and resources, things that you can uh, do to to fool, the, you know, you some classic old 50s, 60s filmmaking techniques here, which yep. were being used, looking into it. And it was, it was really, well, it was that, really cool. Yeah. Well, that's what they sort of said, because I think they've both been working with mm. Roger Corman, so they, they kind of know how to use a, uh, yeah, how how to, a limited budget. How to, yeah. how, to, how to make a shoestring go the whole way around a film. Yeah, totally, $6.4 million. I mean, you look at Terminator 2, that was uh, $105 million or something. Essentially, kind of a remake, kind of the same story, and not as many surprises. Spoiler alert, Terminator's good. But it's kind of this treading the same ground. You open this sort of post-apocalyptic world, skulls yep. crushing, all the things. It's all just hitting the same beats, but with just, a much bigger budget. It's an amazing film, amazing action film. But, but also like, visually, like, yeah. they, because he... It's like glossier. You know, I, I think one thing I find, um, and it's probably just because of the size of his head, um, that James Cameron pushes, you know, those... Like I, I watched the Abyss for the first time recently, and mm. then immediately went and watched how they made it. And mm. fuck me, it's yeah. incredible! Like what they did to make that movie, mm. like building these enormous tanks and mm. all. Because it was just like, no, it's, it's going to look shit uh, if it's not. And all the actors were trained under. Like they built all of these underwater intercoms for it and stuff, and it was extraordinary. And like, even if you don't, I, again, even if you don't like the film, I think. Visually, it's just amazing. You know, uh, like, yeah, um, I mean, I'll, I'll concede that. I think I think it has. Yeah, I'm not critiquing the look mm, of it at all. Yeah, I, I remember that uh, I saw the Abyss once when on VHS, like soon after it came out, and that Ed Harris got into that um, into that suit and he had to like breathe liquid into yeah, his lungs. Yeah. For some reason, that really fucking stuck yeah. with me. Oh you yeah, know what I mean? me too. That scared yeah. the fuck out of me. Yeah, that was yeah. Just seeing someone actually take liquid down it, but it's totally fine. Yeah. But it was like, man, that film's amazing. The doco, the making of, it's on YouTube, yep. right? Yeah, yeah. I watch it. It's great. He's a technician more than he is we a, a filmmaker. Yeah. yeah. That sort of the the liquid 3D particle stuff he used again in Terminator. Yeah, he's he's a man who likes to explore the boundaries of film technology, mm. and what that means is because you like to do that. Y- you got to make a movie. <laughs> you you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, at its core, that's yep. James Cameron, right? Mm. Yeah. And and the, and the funny thing is, I think Terminator Two has like a a more solid kind of like science fiction conceit in that I think it actually does contend more with the artificial intelligence stuff. Like, 
Who's who's the the guy who like flipped Dyson. this? Yeah, like well, that that actually has some heft. You know what well, I mean? That was all that stuff was meant to be in the original Terminator, uh. and they cut it all out because hmm. that the whole sort of uh, Skynet Miles Dyson plot there was love his vacuum. <laughs> they are really good. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that. Oh, man. Yeah. You had a Terminator arm that you pushed around to suck up your dough before. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> but his, um, that whole thing, yeah, if, if that was left in the first, the first Terminator, sure, it would have been a, a longer film and probably less, you know, probably would have taken away from what, what it was. But um, that could have been that extra little juge, je ne sais quoi, that you yeah. thought it was missing. What did you think of Arnie? Um, I thought Ronnie was great, of course. You know what Em said? We're watching it together, and she said, holy shit, he's got bigger boobs than me, and, I, <laughs> and I'm lactating. <laughs> I was um, I was quite surprised that he fucking hung dong as yeah, well. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking I reckon he, he probably wrote that into the contract, old Arnie. Um, he I was 38 had, at the time. No shit. Yeah, 38. Huh. All that nutrition. Yeah, because he kind of started a bit late. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Because yeah. um, he was, yeah, like, and, and this was kind of the, so he'd done Conan the Barbarian and they had to hold up production of this movie because he was- Hercules they, in uh, New York? No. Is, is, isn't that a movie? <laughs> yeah, it is. It's, but that was before that. Um, but uh, <laughs> he had to shoot because uh, Dino De Laurentiis got him on the hook to do uh, Conan the, Conan the Destroyer. Destroyer. I had to hold it back for um, nine months. Yeah, but he originally went into play uh, to um, read for Kyle, uh, like Kyle Reese, the that character, um, and because they wanted, they wanted the Terminator to kind of be somewhat um, nondescript, uh, so that so that this this person could just come out of nowhere and be the the killer, but then. <laughs> He's um, pretty fucking descript. Well, no, but that, no, but that was in the original idea <laughs> right, of the film. Right, right. And yeah, then, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then you know they they sort of had chats, and um, and Arnie was like, "Oh no, I think I'm going to be the Terminator." Um, and uh, and and so they said, "Okay." Uh, so basically, James Cameron said we had to really change the uh, kind of the scope and the 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 sort of the reaction of characters to this to this person because right. you can't miss him. <laughs> you know, it was yeah. just meant to be like some uh, Nebesh accountant. He was, well, he's yeah. kind, he's kind <laughs> Of, he was, he was kind of supposed to be like a Michael Bean kind of character. Right, right. Just, you know, could have been anyone. Michael um, Bean's got a pretty good rig on him and himself. Yeah, he does. He does. You know, I always, just to go back a second, I always wonder what the fucking protocol is with like, uh, if, if you got a hang dong in a movie, like what's the protocol with just like giving yourself a little spruce up just yeah. before things oh, I'm fairly sure that that happens because uh, if you've seen uh, Shame um, yeah. with uh, old uh, Michael... Uh, Holy mackerel. Yeah, but that's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, that's, the opening sequence of that, that one is uh, there is... There is Dong going mm. on, and there's, there's uh, much work for fluffers in in Los Angeles still. Uh, I've heard, I've heard that the, 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 the idea of a fluffer a a, is, a is just it's, more or less made up. No, really. It, well, I mean, it's like it's it's one of those things. Fucking think about it. If <laughs> I'm thinking about it, paint me a picture. Fucking think about it. Pornography movies. Never seen it. <laughs> they um <laughs> pornographic films. Yeah. They are famously smaller budgets than even the Terminator. If you're gonna be paying somebody to suck somebody's dick, you're gonna be filming it. Mm. It's a fucking made up thing. <laughs> and I'll suck Listeners. somebody's dick to prove it. <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, but, but no, like, I think Arnie's, you know, he's great in this. Um, like in hmm. the... Um, and Force of nature. Yeah. Um, and just those sort of little uh, really uh, playing on the, the, the uh, you know, that he is that metal skeleton with just the skin over the top of it. Like, yeah. so, the, so the eyes move and then the head tracks with it and mm. things like that where it's sort of, it's, it's actually quite considered. Yeah, and particularly that shot not, where he's, uh, he's had his eyebrows burnt off and he's sort of scanning. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's scanning the streets I was, for I a beauty parlour. I was kind of, I didn't anticipate like how much uh, they would make him look kind of like through the bulk of the film, like kind of fucked up just with the eyebrows and stuff. That was amazing, right? It was all kind of like, uh, I don't know, like neuromancery or something. Mm, Back to Stan Winston. Hats off to that guy. Uh, So good. Like I wasn't expecting that. Not actually trying to make this look like a man that is, most films, sure, would try to have a prosthetic with uh, the the blood, bone, the, the regular human flesh and bone underneath, whereas this was clearly trying to play up on the fact that there's a, a, a robot underneath. So the you can make the you can make the outer shell, the outer skin when he's actually trying to repair himself look a little less realistic. Sure it probably helped because they couldn't make it look realistic, but yep. um, it's okay to make it look like a fucking puppet because it kind of blends into the mm. the theme, right? Mm. Yeah, and I'm I'm certainly not gonna um, denigrate its special effects. Mm. Yeah, I was I was I was watching it, and you know, it's hard not to look at it and think it looks a little goofy. Yeah, sure. Well, the, but, uh, it's, but, it's the it's the stop motion yeah, stuff the, at the end. No, is. I thought the stuff at the end was pretty fucking extraordinary. All the Ray Harryhausen looking shit. Yeah, mm. I thought it looked great. But um, uh, I, I mean, I, I guess it was it, it very much dates the film. Mm, um, totally, <clears throat> it does. I, I, that. I, I, I guess I, I just never want to walk down that road of like looks terrible. You know, it's oh no, no, no. no. But yeah, in the context, and and I guess in the context of what they were able to achieve, what was it like? Yeah. six or seven years later yeah. with yeah. Terminator Two. But yeah, yeah you don't, looks, you don't, you don't look at Georges Méliès' La Voyage dans la Lune and say like that moon looks like a piece of shit. I do. I do. It does oh, look, okay. It's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big fucking cream cake. <laughs> <laughs> Things got eyes. <laughs> I am the moon. One thing, uh, yeah. So I, that's the thing. I, like the eyebrow thing was really sort of it's it's really noticeable. But then you thought it was a big explosion. He only copped the eyebrows. Mm. Like I would have, I would have been sort of thinking maybe he sort of started. You know they. It copped the front of his hair as well, so he started getting like a receding hairline or something like that. That would have been like awesome. This is this is this connects to a thought that I had. Um, Michael Beanbag says, mm. uh, uh, "You you some you only living tissue or some shit yep. like goes through the thing." Mm. <clears throat> I then I want to see a movie where they come through and they got no hair, they got no fingernails, no teeth. You know what I mean? I just want them yeah. to land bleeding out of their fucking mouth with just no, a, like, like full fucking like brundle fly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come with me, you feel to Hard to sell. Hard to sell to them. Hey, um, another question. You you mentioned that come with me if you want to live. I've I've seen Terminator Two a bunch of times. Mm. I'm much more familiar with that film, and I obviously know that line. Um, mm. Terminator Two is the only Terminator film I've seen. Is that the um, I've got a bad feeling about this of the Terminator franchise? Yeah. Do, yeah. Does somebody well, there's say there's, there's, there's a few? There's, there's, there's come with but, me if but you want to live. In every movie. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I can't remember Terminator 3 or 4. So I saw yeah, them true. once and they were buckets I of think, shit. No, no, so. no. I'm sure they're in there, though. Yeah. They would not miss a chance to get those in there. Yeah. So I'll be, I'll be back. I'll be back. Both come of those come with me come, if you want to. And there's another one. Uh, no, you're thinking of like Costa La Vista, baby. That's only Terminator 2. But that's like another big mm. takeaway from, from the Terminator franchise. But just different people say it. Oh, and get out. Get out. Yes. yes. Get out. Because um, in Terminator 1, it's Arnie in the truck and he says, get out. Terminator and then T-1000 gets into the helicopter and just tells the guy to get out and he jumps. So jumps they're out. in all Terminator yeah. movies? Those two. They're yeah. the only two. Well, they're the ones we can, so. we can without wikipedia mm. mm. I'll look it up. Mm. Look it up. Um, I did like Michael Bean's, uh, he's sort of, you know, he um, is scrambling for clothes, um, steals a, a hobo's trousers. Mm. Um, lucky, and, lucky that that uh, hobo was wearing long johns, huh? Yeah, excellent. Yeah, no, Talk excellent. about hanging dong. Yeah. Can I just, um, this is a perfect segue before okay. you get onto the rest of his clothes. <laughs> Can I just tell you about the, the hobo and his clothes? Yeah. This is, this is, I just dug this round. up. This is played by a guy called Stan Yale, who played Derelict in the Alley, uttering the line, that son of a bitch took my pants. And his subsequent appearances included P.I. Private Investigations, 1987, in which he was credited as Bum, Terminal <laughs> Exposure, 1987, he was credited as Wino, Moonlighting, 1985, credited as, as Bum, <laughs> Matlock, 1986, as Bum, <laughs> L.A. Law, 1986, as First Homeless Man, and <laughs> and My Name is Earl, 2005, as Homeless Man. Oh, so he's wow. really typecast and after this film. But he's, you know, he's moved over he's, the, the, the He's decades. a multi-billionaire. He's a part owner of Microsoft. No, he's not. But <laughs> uh, Yeah, how's that? <laughs> really, imagine if you were typecast as a bum. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> That's actually all the information I have on this man. Uh, yeah, but then... Um, you sort of see him, and he sort of seems to be gathering clothes as he goes. Um, and there's a there's a shot. Um, I think it's after one of the many car chases, and he's um, he's he sort of takes his coat off, and he's wearing it looks like one of the those sort of Frenchy kind of striped uh, sh- you know shirts. A Breton. The, a Breton. He's got his very sort of um, you know th- their dishevelled trousers but it looks like you know the the paint has been sort of artfully and he's wearing some little um you know uh, little little um sort of trainers and i thought geez you'd look you'd look good sort of swanning down smith street he'd be he was actually looking pretty good like you know he was like artfully dishevelled um and i mean you know not that he needs any help being a you know a big sexy boy but um what's michael bean's deal i was thinking about that because he's i mean he's he's he basically plays a soldier in Mm. everything um all the james cameron movies no he he was pretty much he was in the rock as well Mm. um again he's he's just soldier boy boy, but then i haven't seen him in anything he was in the rock yeah he's the main he's the main um uh, the guy who leads the team into the rock. Right. Gets shot. I just find him a very forgettable dude. Mm. But he's, he's the Alicia Keys of the <laughs> Soldier Boys. Alicia I Keys? I just see Alicia Keys. I just can't remember what she looks like. <laughs> She's just, just beautiful. Like I guess it's a similar beautiful. thing. Like Michael Bean is a goddamn chef's kiss of a man. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, yeah, God, just he, your eyes just, Teflon right off of his face. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I think that, that you go, yeah, I, I, but he very much just plays the I am the 
the soldier soldier yeah. boy to a T. But uh, and that, I guess mm. that's probably why he hasn't had the uh, wide ranging, uh, mm. you know, actorly career. That, but you know, he looks a bit like Stephen Dorff. No, he's got a bit of Dorff about him. A bit of Dorff in he's there. He's got the. <laughs> 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 um, should we uh, maybe have an ad? Um, yeah. So, so. Kane usually does the ads, um, but uh, look, he's a busy boy. It's a Friday night. He mm. looks very tuckered out. Um, mm. He's you know a week, yeah. a long week, working hard. True. Um, so Seb and I um, oh, thought yeah. we would. Um, we're gonna, we, if we that's would, cool with you, we're going to get. Yeah, a, a we would put go. something together. I'm just, gonna, I, I edit these episodes, so I'm just going to cut it out and put my own. <laughs> Are you ready? Uh, yeah. Okay. Let's let's just riff this. Mm. Oh, hey, Mike. <laughs> yes, Seb. Uh, so in today's divided political climate, we're clearly clearly spiraling towards the end of days. Uh, I, I just think artificial intelligence hacking and those Mac updates that are getting smarter and smarter. It just seems that the apocalypse is imminent. So I just had a question for you. If that's cool. Mm. Uh, when we're living in the desolate wastelands and have the opportunity to send a, a dishy 30-something naked man back in time to protect something that you love, what, what would it be? Oh, maybe family? <laughs> nah. Um, puppies? <laughs> Not likely. Um, Kane's collection of mid-century neckerchiefs? Maybe. Nah. Then what is it? Why, Mike, it would be the greatest greatest, my greatest love in the world. The thing that I hold dearest to my heart and the thing that I wake up thinking about and think of as I drift off to dreamland. It's the thing that's consistently been with me every damn day that I float through this big, dumb universe. But Seb, what could that possibly be? Why, it's everyday coffee, you stupid piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you mean the one on Sackville Street in Collingwood? Yes, indeed, that's the one. And there's Everyday Midtown in the CBD and the bookshop, coffee shop, print shop, workshop on Queensbury Street in Carlton. They serve the best damn coffee in Melbourne. And if you hear anyone say otherwise, feel free to send a cyborg to shoot them in the crotch. A cyborg? Do you mean the caffeinator? The very same. (coughs) Everyday Coffee, proud sponsor of the Deja Review podcast. Do, do, do. (laughs) Very nice. (laughs) One correction. My um my negatives are actually from the fin du siècle, <laughs> <laughs> turn of the century, not mid-century. <laughs> One thing I noticed because I hadn't seen this for quite some time, um, and kind of uh, flips back to that sort of horror movie Michael Myers kind of thing is uh, how brutal this is as well like or how um you know with arnie uh, yeah. like a lot of lot of collateral damage yeah, yeah. <laughs> like especially but just so just you know there's no like i feel like the t1000 um had a bit more um was, was a bit pared back or a bit more you know there's obviously a few sort of key sequences where yeah. but this is just boom 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 and it doesn't matter who whoever so, gets in the way and it's it's really like I, I really noticed it this time where it's just yeah definitely it's, it's shooting quite, people in the back and like yeah. all the slow-mo stuff as well makes yep. it so much more uh, yeah you're just so much more visceral I guess you got to admire it that you know no punches are pulled. He he acts like a Terminator would. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's where the, mm. the I think number two they try and give t- maybe more more character to the the killers in some way yeah. i don't know but uh, like um, like silverman yeah or just a bit more to, uh, 
I don't know. Uh, anyway, well, I, I mean, I, 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 that, I don't but... know. I mean, I think well, he's, yeah, he's, I guess... he's similarly uh, determined, but I think that the John Connor's t- given him the character, right? He's told. Him oh, no, I, well, I thought we were talking about Silver Dude, Silver, Tim yeah, yeah. Oh, Silverman, yeah, yeah, T one thousand, yeah. Well, I, I think he's just as determined. I think that just the situations are so much more contrived and kind of, you know what I mean? Like yep. there, there's a lot of moving pieces. They're action set pieces all of a yeah, sudden. Yeah, not, yeah. not like so, so like just, you know, somebody needs to move this way and that way and certain things need to happen for that thing to be pulled off. Mm. Whereas this is, is just fucking... Only walking in and murking some people. Yeah, you know what I mean? like, kind of, yeah the, again, what, what makes this arguably the better film, the first one, is that there's real stakes here. There's it's a human versus the Terminator and he's and they're like, Can we kill this guy? And he's like, I don't I don't know, maybe maybe with today's weapons, I'm not sure. So you're actually like this is supernatural. This is someone yeah, this is someone that is we're probably going to lose this fight. Whereas Terminator 2, it's like... Well, I guess that's how they shoot, amp shoot, things punch, up punch. is where the T-800 is just kind of bullets definitely, bounce off both of them. Yeah. But, but, but the T-800 is definitely weaker. Like mm. Arnie's definitely weaker yeah. in the second yeah, yeah. one. So, yeah. I think um, that works. I, was, I, I, I found uh, the T-1000 terrifying. Yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. yeah. It upped the ante as far as, you know, technology and the, the yeah. how terrifying... What's his name, Robert Patrick? Because yeah. it, you know they weren't relying on this big bodybuilder, this this kind of towering creature. Yeah, yeah. To, I think I mean I, I you got to respect it. Yeah. yeah. Also because you know that's Ziggin where uh, everybody thought you would um, not even zag, just uh, get a bigger dude. Yeah. Will yeah. in Lou yeah. Ferrigno or something. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, just while we're on that. Mm. You know, it was almost like the first choice for the Terminator was uh, O.J. Simpson, mm-hmm. but the producers thought there's no way anyone could believe that uh, he could be a cold-hearted killer. Are you making that? No, I'm not making that. I cannot 100%. make that shit up. That is 100% yep. serious. Um, uh, but um, amazing, right? Orange Juice Simpson. O.J. Yeah. Um, but um, and and I also uh, again with that. Um, uh, sort of the brutality is that when um, uh, Kyle is killed, it's not sort of like the she's not holding him and, and he's not having like that last breath and all of that sort of stuff. It's just boom, he's dead. You know, uh, at the very end, like mm. obviously he's been shot, but that like when he when he does his last sort of you know drops the bomb that mm. really you know blows the. There's no sort of he's not like. Yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. he's dead, and then they zip him up in the body bag and job done. You know, um, yeah. smell you later, Kyle. Yeah, basically. <laughs> but, done um, his job. But and and obviously they have that. You know, the the soppy um, sort of uh, romantic bit in the middle, and I <laughs> and I saw um, the line. I came across time for you, Sarah, and I mean that's going to get you laid. Like yeah. I came across time for you. The <laughs> worst sex scene I have oh, ever oh, seen. Oh come on, this that worse. was no. That was like she was. She was that face. That was that was a wild oh, sex face. God, it sucked so <laughs> yeah. bad. Um, but my question is right. So the 
presumption here is this is Kylie Boy's first uh, go around the. Yeah, you know, she was like she's um, eighteen, right? Yeah, but he is not. Um, you know, when when they start pashing, it's like that's not your that's not your first rodeo there. Oh, so I yeah. I'd have to think that when he is not out, you know, shooting lasers and stuff, I, he's doing a bit of a, you know arm practice. I reckon just he's getting, kissing them rats. Yeah, I <laughs> <reckon>. <laughs> he's just. <laughs> no, what, I think. What I are th- you doing, Sergeant? <laughs> nothing, nothing, nothing at all. <laughs> I think you can be a natural at kissing, personally. <laughs> Kissing personally. <laughs> I, do, I I just like like me for instance. I just got it in my bones. You know what I mean? I just know how to do it. I'm like fucking yeah. Robert Redford. That was the first thing your dad taught you, right? <laughs> Watch your mouth. <laughs> Are you gonna kiss it? <laughs> uh, um. Yeah, well, but and also those. I mean, listen, it's not as bad as some, but you know, uh, some not great stuff with women here. Like for no real reason whatsoever, he couldn't help but indulge the the trope of like sluts get it. You know what I mean? Uh, with with her friend, you know what I mean? I do like the way she leaves her headphones on while she's going for it. Such and an 80s trope <laughs> as well, <laughs> isn't it? Like, <laughs> but he's like, he, the guy that's on top, he's not listening to anything. He's just, you know, he's having a good old time. Yeah. Mm. But she's just got her 80s power classics blaring to herself. <laughs> and then yeah. goes and makes a post-sex yeah. sandwich. Yeah. yeah. But she had to die an ignominious death because of her sexual agency, of course. Definitely. Uh, and also, you know, I mean, it's awful as well in that we're meant to believe that this is what gets women super horny. Being kidnapped and uh, being told the the world's gonna end. Like, do you know? Do you know? Uh, thanks for all that news, and thanks for all the the shooting and uh, the risk of death and the 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 revelations about the apocalypse. Do you um? <laughs> do you mind? Do you kind of feel like it's been a couple of hours? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so ludicrous. And I don't know. That bit, that was a little that was probably the most far fetched thing. Yeah. In it was the definitely whole so tacked on. So yeah. totally yeah. tacked on, and 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 I feel like it's it, and this is why James Cameron is not like a skilled filmmaker. You know what I mean? It's like he know he he's he's enacting the motions of making a movie, and when you're enacting the motions, you gotta well, you, you you just figure that like somebody falls in all love. All or of that was studio notes. Yeah. So that wasn't in. The- then he doesn't have the gumption to. Stand up to David O. Selznick or whatever, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, Seb, any... Uh, well, actually, you know, have you got any facts? Uh, I, I, I've got some facts. Is that a fact? 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 Yeah, that's a fact. <laughs> I'll be I'll fact. I'll be fact. <laughs> That's some low-hanging fruit, my dude. That was right. far out. Uh, <laughs> speaking of low-hanging fruit, uh, let's... Uh, yeah, there's uh, an Arnie in the first scene, huh? yeah. uh, <laughs> Okay, who wants to get in the in the hot seat here? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm in the hot seat. Aren't we both in the hot yeah. seat? Oh, you're both in the hot yep. seat. It's good. You can share the hot seat. All right, here's the game where I give you three facts. One of those facts is a non-fact, an anti-fact, a fact that isn't true. And you have to tell me which one is bogus. Bill and Ted's bogus fact. Can do. Fact number one. The original script involved a scene where the Terminator ate Austrian chocolate wafers as a little snack on the go. (laughs) 
the classic <laughs> clank in the score was made by composer Brad Fidel by hitting a fire hydrant out the front of his recording studios with a steel mallet. Mm-hmm. Fact number three. Arnie had his eyebrows insured at Lloyd's of London as he feared that they might not grow back properly after he shaved them for the scene where he runs over a car on fire. What? So, <laughs> fact number one is Austrian chocolate wafers. Yep. Fact number two is the clank of the hammer. Mm-hmm. And fact number three is Arnie's insured eyebrows. What are we going for? I'm going for number three, the insured eyebrows. I just have no idea what's going on. Austrian wafers. Well, I hate to tell you this, but I am victorious once again. You fucker. Because the original treatment for uh, the film included a detail that the Terminator needed to eat periodically in order for his human flesh to survive. A scene is included where the Terminator eats all, all, all the candy bars wrapped in like the wrapper and all, and uh, the one that he chose himself was, uh, yeah, a little, a little Austrian, Austrian a little Austrian wafer that was his favourite back home in Austria. That was oh. his favourite chocolate bar. So the <laughs> so the music one was the oh, music yes. one was just a no. He uh, Brad Fidel made the music made that clank by hitting the microphone with a cast iron skillet. He made it on a sampler of some kind. Thank. Um, have have any of you all read that interesting article about the score? No. no. It, was, it was like somebody trying to work out what time signature it's in, which is apparently like a yeah. weirdly hard question. No, I have. Right. I have because yeah. it goes out and then comes in and then, mm. yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a weird, it's a really weird time signature. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't think it was written in a time signature per se. Mm. I think the... Um, guy just kind of intuitively made the music. That's but I think, fucking cool, though. That like yeah. clanks. The I, I prefer some the, of the music in this is rotten, real bad. Some's yeah. really good. Mm. Some's really good, but yeah, yeah some is rotten. I, I I kind of like the more pared back, you know, basic score of this one because mm. the the Terminator it's, Two is a bit more sort of yeah. Dum, 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 dum. But some of it stinks. Some of it is just that generic eighties, um, particularly a horror thing. Yeah, or like when something gets crazy, it's just like a synth just going like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, stinks. And which ties into another thing that I I think you can obviously visually, you know, I'm not going to really fault it for that. But the sound design is real bad. It was really mm. terrible. You know, it was recorded in mono. They didn't have the the full uh, capabilities to. Re- they we didn't have the budget to record this whole thing in stereo. Mm. So mono, monophonic um, was was the way the whole thing was yeah, taken I mean, down. It was only of ADR in it. it. Was yeah, it was only say the the tenth anniversary where someone came on for like a, a yeah a super. But um, I don't, I don't think the lack of stereo imaging is the problem so much as just like uh, just. Big wide patches, just with no kind of like ambient noise or anything. Like it's just, yeah. The there's, levels there's, were there's, all, there's no yeah. texture to it. You know what mm. I mean? It's it sounded rotten. Any um too tied up trying to make your your visual treats, <laughs> James you son Cameron. Of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> any final uh, any final thoughts? Any final points, Seb? Have you got any more little yeah, notes in your notey book? I do. I've uh, just things that I found in my travels. Um, Wolfie, James Cameron's German Shepherd dog, 
can actually be seen in the Tiki Motel. That almost became a little factoid that I was going to work mm-hmm. in there. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, both. Yeah, Wolfie. Number two yeah. as well. Wolfie is, is actually John Connor's dog, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. He's James Cameron's dog. <laughs> Just to reiterate what we touched on in, in an earlier episode, uh, the movie was released in the late 1980s in Poland under the title The Electronic Murderer, which I think <laughs> would have been a stronger title globally I than like The Terminator. That. The Electronic Murderer is such a good name. It's pretty yeah. good. I um, uh, one, one point that I, um, and, and maybe this is just something that happened in the early 80s, um, but when uh, when Sarah Connor is at the the disco, um, disco noir, techno noir, techno noir, um, she's calling the LAPD. So clearly she's calling like nine one one, and they're like, "We're not available. Leave a message." And it's like, so you just like there's an answering no, machine from? No, no. It was. I remember this distinctly because I thought it was dumb. There was like it says something like all of our lines are busy, but yep. if but if you need a car to come to you, hold on the line, and then she just goes ah and hangs up. Oh. It's like okay. stay Maybe on the I line, missed. you dumb bint. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you so, you were about to get what you wanted. So Technoir was actually uh, named after the genre that James Cameron coined himself. Uh, it was like a genre of film. Much like Blade Runner. Oh my God! He he, he called the club that, be- and yeah, essentially he is exactly like the like a guy in high school with like a dusted jacket who like is you, you know <laughs> no he's not a dusted jacket. I was a jaunty lad. I was wearing berets and stuff. He's wearing yeah. fucking mid-century yeah. neckerchiefs. That's right. Yeah, it's like, um, you know, watches too many Tarantino movies and takes himself very seriously. The other little tidbit, extremely nerdy tidbit I found here, the 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 HUD stuff on that you see, Terminator Vision, the heads-up mm. display stuff, was actually code from, they, they must have spoken to someone at Apple and and gotten some legit code that might be used in an operating system that is, they, they must have said, can you send us some Send us a text file and we'll just pop this onto the screen here. But if you actually type in what comes up on screen in the first uh, heads-up display on an Apple II, it will go into Terminator Vision, go all red, and do like a little a little Terminator nerd out thing. It's like a little on Easter an egg. Apple II. On an Apple II. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Is that a fact? That's a fucking fact, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> um, any last thoughts, gentlemen, or have we uh, terminated this conversation? Uh, well, <laughs> I just wanted to note that it's like yet another Christ myth. You know what I mean? Yeah, it is. It yeah. Christ snoozeru. <laughs> <laughs> what is the name of the tunnel? Like you know, I feel like that that tunnel is in so many Hollywood movies. You know, the white tiled tunnel. Yeah, there's a there's a oh man, I'm not sure if it was this one, but there's one uh yeah, no, no. I think I'm thinking of the one in Back to the Future and Blade Runner and the one that's up near the the observatory on the hill in LA. But I don't mm. think it was that Griffith one. Observatory. Griffith mm-hmm. Observatory, yeah. Uh, my, it needs to be more in more movies, I think. <laughs> <laughs> my 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 one thought that I wanted to get in is that Terminator two uh, is not a sequel to the Terminator because that because it would have to have been called the Terminator Two. You know what I mean? Mm. Terminator Two is just is the first movie. It's not that two is not indicating anything. 
if you understand what I'm saying. The Terminator, Terminator 2. Mm. I imagine it was just a marketing thing. Do you think? It's been a long time since we <laughs> since we got down to like uh, films just with, yeah. just with these boiled down, like T2, it was marketed as T2. Mm. Independence Day, ID4, which X-Men. is extremely confusing. X2. X2. Mm. Yeah, when was the last time that happened? Because mm. they haven't really done that with the Avengers or anything, have they? Yeah. That um that convention of of just having uh actors surnames on a movie poster, mm. that started happening way earlier than you think. I saw like some really old movie posters with that on there. I always felt like that that was kind of like an eighties thing. No, that'd be <laughs> that'd be around as long as there's been stars, right? I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I think that is a uh, a wrap on uh, this episode. Thanks again to Jeremy Watsman of the Jackie Winter Group for allowing us to use this wonderful recording space um, and for Kane to steal two lollipops. I Hell see. yeah. Um, <laughs> and I use the massage chair. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and, you know, you can find us on the, uh, the Instagrams and all those things and leave us a review or tell a friend or whatever or don't. You know, I don't fucking care. Go fuck yourself. Exactly. (laughs) Knobheads. Um, I've been Mike Cairns over there. Oh, here we go. Going to get interrupted on the the way out, am I? No, I just wanted to have one one comment, Mm -hmm. is that I made a zine of all of my ads uh, from all all of the non-everyday coffee ads because uh, I'm an artist. Um, (laughs) (laughs) All of of the ads that could conceivably be considered art uh, in a zine. Um, and I've got a bunch of them. So if anybody DMs me on Twitter, their address, I'll mail you one for free. What's your Twitter address? Kane Daniel, my name, K-A-N-E. Um, yeah. And, uh, and I'll put some of my hair in there as well. Cool. <laughs> Upstairs, downstairs. <laughs> They're going to have to work it out. <laughs> <laughs> I've been Mike Cairns over there as Kane popped up, Daniel. See ya. Uh, and Seb, welcome back, Godfrey. Hasta la vista, motherfuckers. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.